Welcome everybody to another episode of the Ad Skills Pro podcast. And we've got a uh, awesome first timer on the podcast with us today. And I'm particularly excited because we're going to be doing a lot of talking uh, about e-commerce and media buying. Uh, so first of all, can I welcome Knut Fosso? Hey, mate, welcome aboard. Thrilled to have you on the podcast. As a start, let's talk about, uh, as I love to do with people who are on the, the podcast for the first time, you didn't start off, nobody starts off as a media buyer, as you know, you're a fan of the podcast, right? Yep. So what did you, what did you train in? What was your, what was your background and how did you get to be a media buyer? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I started off my career in IT. Actually, I went into the National Guard after high school. I really had no idea uh, what I wanted to do with my career, with my life, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just knew I wanted to do something probably technical. Um, you know, I just started looking into coding and I wasn't really interested in going to college and going into 150000 in debt like a lot of my colleagues are. So <laughs> I just yeah. wasn't a fan of that. So I kind of looked at my other options. So I decided to go into the military, kind of get a trade that way. Um, so that's where I went into IT. Um, and then from going into IT, I, uh, you know, it's National Guard, so it's a part-time basis. Um, I went home and I uh, realized that um, the job that I had, which was, I was glad I got a job after high school, decent paying job, about um, $18 an hour or so. And so I was, I, was, I was pretty happy with that for the time, but after a year and so I was like, okay, well, you know, how can I get to the next level? Like, I mean, at, at the most, I'm going to make a five percent year rate yeah. year raise so you know i was just like how do i get to the next level so anyways um i met my uh my girlfriend at the time um who's my wife now kate um she is um just she's really smart she's really talented but she she didn't really even know it when it came to e-commerce but basically we kind of teamed up um on that and we're like hey i know you're interested um, and you know, this niche, which actually happened to be kind of the baby clothing industry, um, yeah. because she was a nanny herself and I was also just looking for a way to, to make a buck. So we just kind of teamed up in that way. Um, and we were really interested in finding out a way we could kind of grow with that. So, um, we ended up opening our first e-commerce store, which was uh, really awesome, um, yeah. around November, 2019. Um, and then about the same time next year, uh, I believe we ended up doing nearly, I want to make sure I'm, I'm conservative here with the number not to yeah. overstep, but I believe we did around uh, seven or $800,000 in sales by the next, by that time in the next year. So it was really, really cool for us to see that growth. Um, no, it's, and, it's no, Hey, Knut, it's no $18 an hour, but it's a start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and no, not only that, like, I mean, that's just the sales portion. So we weren't yeah, even really making much money. And here's yeah, the yeah. thing. The big thing is, is that, I did not really know. I was kind of treating ads like a casino, right? Um, yeah. And I actually kind of wrote about this a little bit. Um, yeah. But basically, I was treating my ad account like a casino. I was like, let's just throw $500 into Google ads. Let's throw, you know, let's do everything. We'll just, just take my money, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I was seeing like mixed results and I was just kind of gambling with it almost. And mm -hmm. I think that a lot of e-commerce owners actually do that where they just kind of gamble with their ad account and they don't really realize, hey, that $500 could have gotten you, um, you know, that, that could have gotten you 3000 or 
$500 could have got you $3,000 worth of sales or so instead of getting you, um, you know, $750 in sales and stuff. So, uh, you know, new to Shopify at the time, I was, you know, just really uh, kind of ignorant in that sense. And all I wanted to care about is hearing that Shopify, you know, cha-ching sound. So <laughs> that's all I knew. So I was just like, let's go for it. I knew nothing about it. So yeah, yeah that's kind of where it blossomed, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So then how, so what was the, so you decided, okay, I need to start to focus. Like I really need to understand this media buying game. And what were the, what were the, some of the first insights as you transitioned from, and I think that's pretty stat. We see a lot of this in ad skills and it's a big focus for us uh, over the coming year because that, ad cost is one of the highest costs that you have in a e-commerce business and being smart about it and advertising well about it is so, so important. So what were some of the things you learned as you made that transition? What were some of the things, how starting to think like a media buyer, um, what were some of the key changes that, that you picked up? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was um, definitely kind of a slow progression of, slowly picking pieces and and different parts of different people's strategies and just kind of coming up with what worked for us um i really didn't have any you know formal training i didn't really buy any courses um or anything like that so i really still didn't know much i was just kind of watching youtube videos here and there um because that's the best free education right (laughs) Um, but of course when it came to um when it when it came to actually getting some formal training i never really had that um and there was no like good uh, resource for me to really be able to, to find that. So, um, but when it, when it came to kind of what we were doing and what my makeshift attempt and kind of the, the, once this pieces started coming together, it was really just because of, uh, figuring out different strategies and techniques and stuff. And, um, for the most part, we were running Facebook ads, right? So, uh, one concrete example, I guess, of that you could say mm-hmm. is maybe not, uh, running your, uh, like 50 different campaigns at, w- at one point, I'm not, I'm not going to lie here. At one point I probably had about 25 different campaigns that were running and it was like the same targeting in every ad and I would run it at like a super low budget just because (laughs) I thought that like hey there would be like it would work really good for a day or two which like amazingly well for some reason but then like I would actually find out that they're all bidding against each other so I was getting nowhere right so I guess that was one example is not doing stuff like that all the time um and so yeah that was definitely uh just kind of yeah something that happened there and started to click more and more so on that theme, the what do you now like now when you're looking at uh, so so are you doing um, uh, are you doing ads just for yourself or are you also doing ads for others uh, now, Canute? Yeah, good, great question. So basically, I ended up selling our business, our e-commerce business, back at the start of the year. Um, I wanted to actually focus once I got into it around the early start of last year, Mm -hmm. um, started to really get down and get into my strategy. Um, I kind of made a commitment to really want to grow out, um, and help others achieve the same success that we had. So I kind of shifted my focus. I didn't really know how I was going to do that yet, but I really wanted to just help people grow with paid ads. And I didn't even know, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you around fall last year, I still didn't even know what a media buyer was. Um, Mm. I didn't even really know, but I I found out I was kind of helping out friends with it. And I didn't even know, I was like, okay, I was just going to help you with Facebook ads (laughs) is what I thought. So um, then I started to kind of look for a little bit more because I was like, 
once I really got involved with it and started to do more and more research, I realized, Hey, this is, this is a whole different, um, part to everything, right? Like this is a whole new world. And I'm just seeing the, the tip of the iceberg here, like not even the tip of the iceberg, but like the little shaving of ice at the top of the iceberg. So, uh, basically I, you know, I started seeing that more and more. And once I got exposed to it a little bit, I was always hungry to learn more. Um, and I think that's kind of where, um, I actually found ad skills around, uh, the, spring of last year, actually this year, um, where that's where it really took off. And so now I help manage um, several different clients. Uh, I have clients who are working in the in e-commerce, um, clients who are selling um, courses and different training programs. I work with gyms. Um, and so I'm kind of like, I work with a lot of different types of people, um, anything from local e um, businesses to e-commerce. So it's really fun. Okay, that's fantastic. And and I, I just, uh, as of time of recording, uh, the latest uh, biz.gov stats came out for careers and media buying is one of, is in the top five fastest growing careers uh, wow. in the United States. Uh, and yeah, well, it, it's... Uh, which is fantastic. You know, we're a bit, a bit of a fan of that here at AdSkills for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. But it, it's thrilling to hear you say that. If I'm an e-commerce client coming to you and I've been at the e-commerce ad casino, as uh, a media, now looking at it from, you know, your media buying perspective, what are the things that you're doing to make sure that you can um, really, you know, for deliver traffic that at a price that makes sense for them? What, what process do you have? Absolutely. Yeah. So really um, it comes down to planning it out. And that's one thing that I, I didn't, and um, I didn't do when I was running my own e-commerce brand. So um, yeah, I mean, I never really even heard of Justin, but one thing that it, it, when, before this all happened, I just heard about ad skills from a friend named Dan. Um, but one thing, one huge takeaway that I had from that, which I could also kind of pass on to those e-commerce owners out there, basically that if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, and I remember that from his course and I was like, yeah, that's absolutely right. Because I had no plan and I just wanted to throw money at ads. Right. So mm -hmm. what I could say to them is really just take each day, um, set aside a budget that works for you, where you can literally set that money aside and you don't plan to necessarily get it back. Obviously, you're going to want to as much as you can, but just resist that urge for the uh, instant gratification. You know, we live in a world of instant gratification. So I would just say, try to resist that urge to, to just hear the cha-ching sound and just focus on what you're actually doing, what's going on behind the scenes, what's, you know, the Facebook pixel learning or, you know, well, maybe not so much with iOS 15 now, but, yeah. you know, but, you know, what is, what is your, your business is growing in other aspects besides just that cha-ching sound. So, I would say just take your time, plan it out, set a budget aside, um, and really work through your process as if you were a customer. Work through your your funnel, basically, um, as uh, whatever software you're using. See how you can increase your AOV. Um, you know, see how you can increase your your retargeting efforts, and um, also just your your lifetime value of your customer as well. Yeah, yeah, and when you uh, started to, when you looked at, so you looked at. You know, you, you cut your teeth in ads in e-commerce and then you start, say, getting a fitness client. What are the, what are the similarities and what are the differences, if any, uh, when you started looking at, like, uh, not an e-commerce business? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things I love about uh, just 
what I do as a media buyer, I guess, is working with all sorts of different businesses and not even in the US, but also in the UK and other places as well. But I just get to meet a lot of really cool places and get exposed to so many different business practices, which allows me to kind of um, just kind of get diversified in that sense where I know all these different techniques. And so anyways, um, moving from that, the process over to something like that, it's, it's not, it's definitely a whole nother world, but a lot of those concepts are, are pretty similar, right? You, you want to get a return, you want to increase that lifetime value. So instead of um, you want to have a, a new purchase every, um, you know, month or, or couple weeks or something from, a, from an e-commerce customer um, and keeping them engaged. You also like for a gym, for example, you want to keep those members engaged. You want to maybe upsell them with, you know, supplements. You might want to just make sure they're really loyal and keep coming back to you um, as, as a member. Right. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's just definitely a lot of different things. And there's other factors too, like for, for this last year, you know, uh, with the, the environment and the way that it happened, uh, <laughs> the, everything that happened, basically, you know, gyms were not really doing much, so they had to adapt. So one of the things that I was actually helping with a lot is doing, uh, virtual sessions for gyms so virtual training and stuff like that. So I was really helping to market some of those. Um, and also in the, in, in e-commerce, it was just booming no matter what, I mean, it, it just went up. So it definitely kind of took business away and you just had to be more, in my opinion, we had to be really creative with the techniques that we used, uh, to market to those people. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of ad networks, do you, do you tend to focus on one? What's the, what's your, uh, what's, what, what's in your ad networks tool belt? Absolutely. So um, my main specialty in, in the ad networks that I, I feel like is my skilled um, mm. asset, I say, is is definitely Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm. And then I do I do some Google as well. And I've done Pinterest in the past. Um, uh, mm. And I'm exploring right now with with TikTok and Snapchat uh, too. Mm. Um, just kind of testing it out on some clients and making sure I see a good fit right there. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely just. Um, I'm always adapting, I guess. So I, I'm always eager to kind of learn the, the, the newest thing, but at the same time, I, I don't like to fix anything that's not broken. So, um, you yeah. know, as far as that goes, Facebook and Instagram have always been the most reliable, um, most scalable to me. So those yeah. are my main networks. Yeah. And particularly in those niches that you talked about, uh, my office is a testament to the power of Instagram and e-commerce. Uh, you know, you can't get, uh, this is a visual for the, you know, you can't get a pink meerkat in a pink unicorn hoodie you know, just off the store. You have to, like, I have to be personally targeted on Instagram for something. Right. Like There's a little right. little bonus for the YouTube watchers there. You'll just have to imagine what a meerkat dressed in a pink unicorn hoodie is like if uh, you're listening on the podcast. Talk to me about Instagram a little bit. Let me ask you about that because I, you know, I, in some ways, you know, Facebook gets all the, the, the media buying hotness. But to me, um, what have you found for, let's, let's do it with e-commerce first. What sort of ad unit, what sort of um, strategy have you, you been using in Instagram for e-com? How have you been uh, tackling that? What are some tips that you could give us on Instagram and e-commerce? Right. So, and I think this can apply to other things as well, but um, one of the best strategies we've used is, well, for example, we've grown our, our social following uh, or organic social following pretty well from ads actually. Um, and they're really engaged with what, what, what it was and, and what it still is for the e-commerce that we were working in uh, e-commerce mm -hmm. that we were working in. So 
um, one of the biggest things that's always proven to be pretty successful for me um, is always just taking and seeing what your um, customers are liking, what your following is liking on your Instagram feed. Um, and then from there, being able to promote those, um, those similar creatives or those similar posts and really kind of use that as the ultimate trial um, for what you're going to do, because you cannot do that with Facebook. Nobody's going to see your Facebook posts for your page. Like that is completely, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is almost completely dead. I mean, there's a couple out there and, yeah. and maybe you can kind of do the same thing to an extent with, with groups. Um, but at least for Instagram, it is really the ultimate trial, um, for being able to see what your, what your potential, uh, customers are going to like or not. Um, mm-hmm. so we will post a new product or something like that in the feed or even do surveys in the stories of what their most wanted products are like, um, or something like that, or what product they prefer over the other. Right. And so we'd be able to take something like that and, and really run with it. And then from there, we're able to make a good decision based on, should we buy that product, for example, or, um, should we, uh, run ads for this product? Um, so there was definitely, you know, that's one thing that we use to uh, Instagram to our advantage. Yep. And, and do you tend to focus on, do you do that in the main feed with Instagram or do you find Instagram stories is, is one more effective than the other, or it's always, uh, both. What do you, how do you tend to approach that? So I guess like in terms of the feed and, 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 seeing the likes and maybe the overall engagement of a product mm. we post we post maybe um some sort of realistic picture like a lifestyle image of somebody maybe wearing an item um, yep. or somebody using an item those work really really good because we're able to see the overall engagement um now if you're using instagram stories that is more at least in my opinion that's one thing that we like to, to use to get an overall vote on an item like which one do they like more and so there are a little bit different phases and a little different um, journeys there. And, and it's interesting because if you think about your own usage of Instagram, and I encourage you all listening or watching this to think about it for a second. I know myself, I, I haven't seen, like if I'm following somebody on an Instagram a story and they're doing a survey, I can't remember when I haven't filled in, like because it makes it so easy to do so. So if you think about how you use the service and what the feed and what the the stories are good at, hey, you mentioned in terms of building up the following, right? So actually building the following, what's what's your favorite strategy, particularly on Instagram, for building up your initial follower account? So if you're starting out as an e-commerce or it could be a course or as you say, a fitness client, and you're effectively starting relatively from scratch. What's your favorite campaign for uh, building up people's initial follower count? So I actually don't really uh, ever run any specific campaigns for uh, building up them. Maybe I'll run some social proof engagement ads, what what have you. Um, mm-hmm. But for the most part, I don't really run that because that's not going to get you the right people who are actually interested in, in what you have to offer or what you're doing, those aren't going to get those. So really what I found is just running normal conversions campaign, whatever it is that you're looking for leads, uh, you know, uh, purchases, anything like that, really just kind of running those. And then those will come with time. And if you're going to re- really build a rock solid, um, you know, Instagram following or Facebook mm-hmm. following, what have you, it's really going to be because of those, those ads, because basically those people who were liked your products, they liked it enough to follow you. Maybe they didn't purchase yet, but that's okay. They liked you enough to follow you. Um, and those are the people that you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And what a great lesson, 
right, is that, you know, if somebody's bought from you, you know, a buyer is, you know, 10x more valuable than just somebody who is, is here to follow. So, yeah. you know, so the advice of, hey, look, focus on promoting great products and be smart about your targeting um, yeah. is, is, is really important. Are you using, are you using any particular uh, tools with your Instagram research when you start it, when you're looking uh, for potential uh, targeting or anything like that, or is it you're just researching based on the native app? What, is there anything in particular that you're using? So I usually uh, basically just kind of look into the overall engagement. I, I don't do a huge deep dive into the analytics and yeah. stuff because that's easy to get lost in, in my opinion, at least I have, at least it's kind of one of those time things. Yeah, I could probably use it and find out a thing or two, but at least yeah. for me, I like to kind of look at a bird's eye view and a large picture um, and be able to kind of just judge it from there. And, and there's definitely things I look at as far as demographics, at least who's buying your product from where and stuff like that. I do those often from, from that time to time, but, um, but really it's, it's, it's more of a overall, a big picture type of thing. And I try not to focus on the, that as much. Um, cause I like to see, you know, the results come in and, and as they evolve, you know, really what the, the larger picture is looking like rather than just a, a part of the picture. Uh, and I think this goes back to what you said, you said something, uh, earlier on in, in the interview, Whereas when you're working with a client, you say to them, look, what's the money that, what's the money that, you know, you can absolutely dedicate this to each day. And even if you didn't make a sale, you were still consistently making this because you're in the field testing and getting actual results as opposed to theoretical results or, you know, there's only so much that you can do in terms of research. And as you said, get lost in research, particularly, you know, in, uh, in e-commerce, but it goes for any, any field, uh, as mm -hmm. part of that. Hey, um, Knut, let me ask you, um, for the type of clients, if, if anybody's listening and, um, what type of clients are you looking to work with? If somebody was to, you know, wanted to reach out, uh, you know, who, you know, I think you mentioned fitness. I think you mentioned classes and e-commerce, e obviously. Yeah. Um, what are your focuses? Right. So really what I'm looking for is, is e-commerce and lead generation, which kind of covers the whole base. Um, but <laughs> I really do feel like I'm in this, in this phase right now where I am kind of the jack of all trades when it comes to um, dealing with either local size businesses. Um, I've, I've been working with, yeah, like I mentioned before, some course creators, um, people who are, are building out their own training programs um, and stuff like that. I've worked with some clients like that who are seeing tremendous results. Um, so I definitely love all different shapes and colors there, I guess you could say when it comes to what kind of product they're offering, um, and what they're looking for. So I'm really adaptable. So really whatever they're looking for, you know, I'm experienced to start out with e-commerce. So of course I love e-commerce, but at the same time, um, lead generation is, is just as beautiful and just as great to me. No, no media buyer will ever starve if they're good at lead generation. That is for sure. You know, yeah. that's the, that's the ultimate, it's the ultimate skill. Uh, yep. That's why I knew in, uh, when COVID first hit, we, uh, Justin sent out an email to, to everybody and he basically said, Hey, look, now more than ever, you need to help people with, mm -hmm. you know, because they're going to need leads. You know, they're not going to have people walking through their front door. Gym owners uh, literally closed. Um, right. and it, it was fantastic to see that. Hey, Canute, where do people find you? 
Awesome. So yeah, uh, if you're looking to find me, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn, any social media, um, just by Googling my name, Canute Faso, and I'm sure you'll find me. Um, if you'd rather just go to my website, blitzymedia.com, that'd be awesome. That's B-L-I. Oh, could you say that again? Yeah. 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 Blitzymedia.com. So it's B-L-I-T-Z-Y. Um, blitzymedia.com. And that'd be awesome. There's a little content. Very good. And as always, gang, as you know, and as, as you know, uh, Kadoot, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see below uh, the description and you'll see the in all of Knut's contact details and all his his links to see him. And if you're watching on the podcast, swipe over to those notes in the podcast app and you'll see all of uh, Knut's contact details in the show notes. Knut, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much. It's been such a such a wild ride, and for you, like just uh, from that whole e-commerce journey into uh, into media buying and working with other clients, uh, thrilled to track your journey. Thrilled to have you as part of the Ad Skills community, um, and uh, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Uh, hopefully, we can check in with you uh, in an uh, in a future series to see how 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 everything's going. Awesome. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to be here. Beautiful. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you in another episode real soon.